Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Malbehaved Racing Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Peterson. We're coming to you from Thunderhill Raceway Park outside of Willows, California. We're at uh, AFM round number three of the uh, American Federation of Motorcycle Racing Club Races. Um, today, I'm going to have a special guest on my show. Uh, you might recognize the name. I'm going to have uh, Rocco Landers on the show. Um, he's uh, straight off of a really good performance at the Utah Motorsports Motorsports Park, and uh, he's out here racing today. We both raced. Uh, it's pretty cool. We set up next to each other in pits, uh, kind of on accident. Uh, my son and a niece have been playing with his sisters and Rocco all uh, all weekend so far, so it was pretty cool. So uh, I talked to his dad and his mom and asked if uh, I could have Rocco on the podcast. So uh, the other things we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about my first race today. I did the uh, Formula 40 middleweight race. Um, chasing some setup issues. Uh, I've got a bad fork leg. i got Dave Moss right now rebuilding my fork. Um, so it's been an interesting weekend so far. I've been working on gearing. I've been working on body uh, position. I've been working on just being straight up tired and uh, chasing things. So uh, I did get a decent result. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes. My pleasure right now to introduce a uh, special guest, Rocco Landers. Uh, I just pulled him away from a serious, intense game of uh, tag that they were playing in the paddock. Um, I, I, as I kind of said, you know, uh, we ended up pitting next to Rocco and his family by accident. And uh, he's been out here playing with my 11-year-old son, Hayden, all weekend and uh, in between his races and practices and everything. Uh, so, hi, Rocco. Go ahead and uh, say hi to the crowd. Hello. So, hi. Just talk right in here to the mic. Uh, so, Rocco, um, how have you been doing this weekend since uh, the last round at Moto America? How's everything coming together after Utah? Well, after Utah, we just we went back home and I've been working with my dad for the last couple weeks. Okay. Like the last like two weeks, but and last weekend I came out here and did a track day with, with, at Thunder Hill with the Z2. How was how was the Z2 day? I've only done one track day with them. It was I, good. Um, we rode the we rode uh, the five mile course one of the days. I love five mile here. It's dude, so much fun, dude. You know, you just everyone, if you haven't ridden the five mile, it's it's exhausting. Yeah. Um, and you never ever. I mean, you only get like three laps per session, yeah. but it's super super fun. It's great, five star track, awesome. And then we rode the other track the one day. Then I came here, and in the first practice this morning, I actually beat my time from that day. Nice, good. At least you. At least somebody had a good day today. I uh, I had uh, good times yesterday, and I've been chasing your race. I ended up fifth today, so not bad. I didn't win. Uh, Rocco uh, won. What? Tell, let's talk about your win today. Oh well, I was qualified on pole in the race. So which which class was it today that you raced? It was uh it was a combined race. I was in four four hundred super stock. Okay. So basically a bunch of four hundreds and R threes. Yeah, I, I heard you. Uh, I heard them uh, the announcers talking about you while I was trying to pull my forks off. So I had to get my forks over to uh, Dave Moss because uh, I blew some fork seals today. Um, but I heard them talking about you, and then I heard what I heard. What was really impressive was your first lap was a one fifty nine from a standing start on a four hundred. It was. Yeah, that oh, was. I didn't even know that. <laughs> that was amazing. A one fifty nine from a standing start on this three mile track here is awesome. To put that into perspective, I'm riding at six hundred, and my best ever lap time is a two hundred two. So uh, on a 400, man, that's that's pretty impressive. So awesome job on that. Yeah, I um, I actually did a 57.7 in qualifying. Nice. But then in the race, I I, put, I had the same tire on. It was it was hot. The tires started to get chewed up in the la- first couple laps. But I I during the race I got held up a little bit lap, tra- lap traffic. But I was it. <laughs> 
I had pulled an early lead and I lost all that due to lap traffic. Well, let's talk about the lap traffic. This was the probably the biggest grid you've ever started on. Definitely. Do you realize there were 71 bikes on grid today? There were 71 bikes on grid. I knew that. I, Four I waves, 71 bikes. It was an enormous field. We, and we were catching some of the riders and the end of the first lap. It was, well, yeah, there were, um, it almost took them two full minutes to get the, all the waves off. Yep. So as I was kind of listening to it, um, elbows deep in suspension work, I'm like, holy crap, this is going to take forever to get all these guys off. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I don't, I could hear the announcers like, we don't really know who's where, but, uh, we're trying to go off timing sheets. So it was pretty cool to see that. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> so uh, a couple questions uh, that come to go back. How did you, how did you get into road racing? My dad started me. He was, uh. He raced when a little bit. He raced pro back in like the early two thousands. Yeah, and so and he, he he just wanted you to do it. No, well he was a coach for the California Superbike School, so he was already a rider coach. Yeah, and then he, and um, so he, so he he got me started, but it was all kind of a choice by me, honestly. Cool. Like when I was really little, the only thing that could get me to sit still was watching racing on TV. That's funny. When I, when I was a baby, a tiny baby, like like four, two weeks old. That's amazing. I, I started my son watching uh, Supercross, Motocross, and all that stuff. And it's funny because he kind of actually, he went the opposite way. He kind of fell out of love with it. So it's kind of cool to watch you grow. But uh, um, it was really neat because we were, I think I told you this the other day, uh, we were sitting actually watching the Moto America live app replay of both uh, Moto America and uh, the Utah rounds. And we were watching the Liquid Molly Junior Cup. And you had a couple of really good races in those rounds, and my son was watching them, and then we ended up pitting next to you. I'm like, hey, so that race we watched yesterday morning, that's the kid that won that race. He's like, what, really? And so he, he kind of got a little bit of fan envy a little bit, a little fangirl on you, but uh, <laughs> uh, it was pretty cool because you guys, you kind of hit it off well, yeah, which, is, yeah, which is pretty neat. Yeah, he's fun. Uh, like, he came up, I was helping my dad unload the trailer, and I was just, and he came up, and he's just like, I'm, hi, I'm Hayden. I was like, Cool. Hi, I'm Rocco. <laughs> nice. It's it's pretty neat. Um, my kids were uh, they're a little bit tentative coming out here for the, the race weekend. My son did the first round with me at Buttonwillow, um, and he didn't really know what to expect. But uh, I brought both my son Hayden and my niece Autumn out, and uh, they're having so much fun. Yeah. Uh, they were actually supposed to go home today, go back to my house today, but they're having so much fun that they talked my wife into letting them stay. So they're here for the weekend. But it was just really neat to see uh, how you, you know, everybody – it's sometimes it's hard when when a kid is really good at something that people forget that he's still a kid. You're still just 14, right? Yeah. I mean, I I it's funny. I don't have very many kid friends that are my age. Like I have one friend who I raced with in the yeah. junior club. His name is Brandon. He was actually pitted next to us. Yeah, I saw. I, I met Brandon today. I, most of my friends are from racing. I I have a couple friends that aren't from racing, but um. It's, it's neat how this yeah. community kind of sticks together, and yep. and age isn't really a, a boundary here. I mean, yeah. you're, you're 14, I'm 42, and we're sitting here talking about racing, same lap times, and it's, it's just it gets you that giggle factor. Yeah, right? I have a buddy in Moto America named Drake Beecham, and he's just 20, and we, we're like, well, it's like yeah, super Drake close is, buddies. He's a, he's a really good racer as well. It's kind of funny because, uh, you know, that's how I got really reintroduced to, to road racing in the United States was I was at a bike night in Gulfport, Mississippi, and I met this dude. I uh, was hanging out with him for a little while. Had no idea who he was. Uh, come to find out, I was hanging out with Josh Hayes. <laughs> uh, so we ended up being really friends. But it was kind of like you with with my son. You, he doesn't really see you as like this, you know, super good racer. It's just you're just a kid, just somebody to hang out with. Just yeah. that's kind of why I was when I met Josh. We just, we're just buddies, just hanging out. Yeah, he's yeah, he's. Uh, that's how I've had like that. Thing. My mom had that thing happen. Like one one time, she was like, 
it was a really weird thing. She was at, like, a supermarket or somewhere. She was at a... I think she met him first at a supermarket, then, like, ran into him yeah. at a thing. But it was, um... It was uh, Usher. That's cool. That's so really cool. So she met him at some some, some yeah. one one night somewhere, and she was just yeah, chatting. I mean, she didn't know who he was. It's kind of cool. I mean, there's seven billion of us on the planet, but yeah. it's such a small planet. You just run into cool people all the time. Yeah. Well, um, I know that you got uh, a slow race coming up, um, but the one thing that I I'm do want to lose that you're gonna lose the slow race. <laughs> uh, you know what? Honestly, it, being too fast at a slow race is kind of a, you know it's whatever. It's just a fun thing. To it, do. It's so much fun. It's so I, much I actually fun. I, I just realized like ten minutes ago I'm like oh crap I can't do the slow race I didn't bring any pit bikes. Because uh, I was in such a rush to pack that I we didn't may, bring him. I may be able to find one for you to ride. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Um, but uh, the other thing that Rocco did is Rocco has challenged me to something that I might actually be able to beat Rocco at, which is an eating contest. So we'll stay for, stay tuned to that in the future. We're, we're going to try and that. figure out we're what gonna the, gonna out what the venue is going to be. I challenged him to Oreos. He says he's not a fan of Oreos. It dep- depends on how much. It uh, depends on if it's uh, eating on how much you can eat because I can or eat time. quite a bit or ha- time. I can eat fast and a lot. Well, we'll uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll figure out what uh, the, the eating competition between young Rocco and, uh, and, and the old guy, me, uh, Ryan. So, uh, Rocco, thank you very much for joining me on the Malbehave Racing Experience podcast. Um, for those that are listening that are friends of uh, Rocco or, or you're on Rocco's social media, you can find uh, this episode and all the episodes of the Malbehave Racing Experience at M-A-L-B-H-V-D racing experience uh i'm on instagram facebook and you can find me both in pretty much all of the uh podcast apps uh, including the apple podcast app as well as spotify and everything else so um we're gonna end here with uh, with rocco and we're gonna let him get out to the slow race and uh, we'll go from there thank you for joining me rocco appreciate it yeah man thanks for having me no problem well that was really cool to have uh, rocco on the podcast uh, it's it's always fun to see the up and uh, coming talent and uh, get to meet him and hang out with him. You know, it's it's uh, it was fun. So this is uh, it's about a, about a three hour break between uh, the end of the Ro- uh, Rocco segment and uh, where I'm at now. Um, I actually went out and watched the the slow races. Uh, they did uh, motorcycles, they did two up, and then they did bicycle rounds. So it was a lot of fun out there. Uh, the thing I'm really enjoying about uh, the AFM is it's really a it's a family environment. I mean, I've got uh, my 11-year-old son, 11-year-old niece, and they're just out here having a blast, meeting kids, playing, having a good time. Everybody's super friendly and hospitable. I can't, uh, you know, it's it's a lot more than just camping in a parking lot with a bunch of people. It's a, it's a sense of community. It's, it's hanging out. It's meeting people, uh, like-minded people, and so it's been a really cool experience. So talking about other things that I had, had led into on this session, um, I, I mentioned earlier that uh, my forks were over, or my fork was over with Dave Moss getting a, a fork seal done. Well, come to find out, there was some other issues. I've got uh, some bad bushings in my forks and have scored my uh, the fork tubes. And so Dave wanted to look at them both. Come to find out, they had been uh, misserviced. And so that kind of led to the fork seal failing and everything not being worked out. So um, Dave showed me how he basically rebuilt them and kind of showed me how to do it, how everything was going, all the spe- the steps he was taking, which is really cool. And that's the thing that I really like about uh, Dave Moss and his his, his suspension business. Um, he's doing it to make a living and to live, but really it's about uh, it's about education. He really wants people to truly understand what's going on with their motorcycles. You know, every time I go to him with something, I was like, hey, tell me why this is doing it. I'm like 100% certain that Dave Moss has forgotten more about motorcycles than I even know right now. So 
um, it, it's been really cool to just kind of see how he interacts with the community and, and, you know, yet he races and he's at track days and he coaches and there's so much that goes into it, you know, his little business model. And it's really cool to see. And so I was thinking about it and I'm like, what does Dave Moss really sell? And, and what it is, it's his, it's experience and knowledge. You know, he's not, uh, he's not selling a service except for the fact that he's trying to pass it forward and pay it forward and, and really give good, um, positive feedback for up and comings or guys. I mean, I'm not a newbie to motorcycles. I've been riding since I was three, you know, I've had dozens of dirt bikes and dozens of street bikes. And, you know, I've learned more from, from Dave in the last, you know, six months, seven months since I've been racing and doing track days than I've learned from any other mentor mechanic or military mentor or motorcycle safety rep or anything else about how a motorcycle should work and how to know when something's wrong with your motorcycle from Dave than I've learned anywhere else. And so that's kind of that thing is that that's what he's selling is he's selling education, experience and knowledge. So it was pretty cool to, to really see that in action today because if he could have fixed my forks, I was done. You know, I uh, I was originally scheduled for four races uh, tomorrow. Um, once I realized I had an issue with the bike, I went and I dropped out at two. Um, so I just dropped my my schedule down to two races tomorrow. And if he wasn't able to sort this out, I was going to drop out of those and just pack up and go home. But he uh, pulled it apart, found the bad bushing, polished the fork tubes. Uh, made me go and get my other set because he's like, hey, this one's bet so set up so bad that I need to make sure that the other one is not set up as bad. Um, I was like, all right, well, you know, if it keeps me safe and can get me in the game tomorrow, I'll do it. Having no idea what I was going to have to pay. Um, I'm not going to talk numbers here, but, um, you know, I expected one amount um, and got something way lower, and I was grateful for it because, you know, racing and riding track days is not a cheap thing. Um, spend, every time I turn around, I feel like I'm buying another part or another thing or another doodad or knickknack or whatever, um, to do this. And it's thing is that I'm loving racing. I'm having a good time. You know, I traded a motorcycle battery today for an undershirt from, uh, from Venom and a leaky. She needed a battery. I needed an undershirt. So we hooked it up. Um, it, it's been, it's just a, it, a neat community and these people rely on each other and lean on each other and talk to each other. And, um, it's something that I was really searching for when I started this adventure, you know, um, I've talked about this on the podcast before where it's really hard to transition from, you know, military to being a civilian, making friends is never the same. And then also about being, you know, I'm 42 now, I'm no longer a 41 year old rookie. I'm now a 42 year old rookie. Um, it's hard to make friends. It, it really, truly is, you know, and the things that, that, uh, that define friendships in your forties is a, you know, somebody with a family and, you know, a, a partner at home and everything else is, it's trying to balance their needs and your needs and family needs and house needs and job needs and everything else with, Oh yeah, by the way, I kind of liked somebody to hang out with. So, and, but everybody's stuck in this. I got to please everybody else that, that nobody ever really focuses on themselves. And I know that's not just for the guys, but it just seems a little bit more pronounced with guys. Um, couple that with PTSD where you're always super anxious about things. Uh, a little bit of traumatic brain injury where you can't remember people's names for the first 15 times you meet them. It's hard to, to break into a new friend group or a new community or anything. So by starting racing with AFM, um, I have met so many people who 
will are willing to talk about the same thing. You know, it's kind of this, um, it's the facto military that I have basically joined. We all have a, a similar interest. So in the military, you have a similar oath of office. You know, you all have the same boss. You all have this, well, per se, if you follow the chain up high enough, but you all have the same mission. You know, you there's expectations. You do what you're told. Um, and it's kind of the same way here. It's less rigid. I mean, there's not a like a criminal court system. Actually, there kind of is. I mean, you don't wear your transponder, you get a $50 fine. They take it out of your pocket, where the Air Force takes it out of your soul. Um, but it's it's like-minded people. You know, everybody's got, you know, one thing in common is that they love motorcycles. Where in the military, everybody's in the military. And so it's, it's kind of that's why I really think this is fit so well with me and my you know, my, my PTSD, TBI, and a little bit of depression mixed in as I, as I retired, which is normal. Um, it's, 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 it's incredibly normal how, pe- how often people get tucked into the, you know, the, that transition issues and the depression. So by being here, I'm meeting these cool people, you know, I'm getting to meet Rocco and hang out with Rocco and, and, it, and like what Rocco and I talked about is age in this, this community is just, it's useless. Because we all have the same interest. And so this motorcycle riding and racing and track days spreads across so much. It spreads, spreads across genres and the way that things happen. It spreads across the fact that, you know, it's hard to make friends. It spreads across age, spreads across continents, spreads across, you know, everywhere. Everybody's into racing. Well, somebody's into racing everywhere you go. And so it's it's really really cool whether you're you know a Kawasaki guy, a Yamaha guy, a Ducati guy, a Suzuki guy, a Triumph guy, or whatever BMW. You're it's all one thing in common, which is there are two wheels and a motor and an enormous amount of fun between your ears after you twist the go button on the right side. And so that's what it's all about. And um, so remembering that, you know, Rocco is a fantastically fast racer, but he's just a 14 year old kid enjoying what he's doing. And so if you can do one thing for yourself, find something that in you enjoy, find something that gives you that joy for no other reason than it's just straight fun to do. And that's what riding motorcycles is about. That's what racing has been about. And that's what this entire podcast and the whole adventure is about. I found my thing and I love it. You know, it it costs too much, it takes too much time, but it's so much fun and I'm glad that I'm here. So, that is my well, little adventure this weekend. Uh, oh, I said I was going to talk about my, my race results. So, uh, I took uh, top five, I was fifth place uh, today in my, in my Formula 40 uh, middleweight race for the novice category. Um, so that was pretty cool. It was an interesting grid. Uh, there were 40, at least 47 people on the grid. Uh, I was slotted in 47. I know there was two rows behind me. So if you think about that, four bikes per row, uh, there was a lot of people in front of me going into this race. Um, got a really good, really, really good start. Um, blew through four lines within the first, you know, 50 yards, um, riding motocross is, you know, paid in handy, you know, paid, understanding how to control a bike and clutch and find space worked really, really well. Uh, being an air traffic controller and, you know, finding space where there is none, it helped, um, drove through probably 15 or 20 bikes, uh, before the first corner, another five or 10 in the second corner, clipped off about seven different people in the, 
uh, going into the turn four, I took a different line and, and knew that I could close the door on them. And it was just, it was really cool. And then things started to spread out. The really fast guys got away off the front end. Um, I was faster than everybody behind me. Made a couple more passes throughout the race, but uh, finished fifth place. So uh, pretty good finish. It's my best finish so far in AFM. Um, yeah, you know, but uh, we'll see how tomorrow goes. Uh, I'm doing Formula One tomorrow, which I hear is an absolute blast. All kinds of mix of people. And then I'm going to do the uh, Legacy Middleweight. So should be a good time. Um, but that's where we're at uh, Saturday night. Uh um, oh yeah, and by the way, uh, Rocco did not win the slow race. Just so you, you know, you, you know, he was he was a little upset. So Rocco doesn't go slow very well, uh, but we already knew that. But uh, again, find your throttle your throttle therapy, not your bottle therapy. Find a good way to progress through the things that are struggling with you. If you're one of those that's struggling, if it's PTSD, traumatic brain injury, depression, anxiety. Ask for help. Remember, there's a lot of crisis hotlines out there, including the Veterans Crisis Hotline. If you need it, uh, they'll take anybody. They won't turn anybody away. Take care of yourself. And thank you again for listening to the Malbehaved Racing Experience. Episode number seven from AFM round number three at Thunderhill Raceway Park outside of Willows, California. Uh, thanks to uh, Carter, who put on the AFM uh, Friday track day. It was a good good experience. Thank you to Oscar from Race Pace Motorsports for uh, always making sure that I'm in my tire needs with my Michelins. Uh, I want to definitely, definitely thank Dave Moss and uh, Dave Moss Tuning. Uh, you can check him out at DaveMossTuning.com. He's also got a YouTube channel that's awesome. Um, but he, I wouldn't be racing tomorrow if it wasn't for Dave. Um, Sal and uh, Kimmy and Lee and uh, oh, big special thanks to Mario. Uh, my buddy Mario came out and was a crew chief for me. He came out, spent the night last night, hang out, uh, help me. Man, there was some wrenching. We did a sprocket change, a gearing change um, with like four minutes to spare before practice got out there. That's a pretty, in, it, you know, when you got a safety wire thing, that's a long endeavor. So we were able to get a, a gearing change swapped in, you know, four or five minutes, um, which we, I wouldn't have been able to do by myself. And so I would have been racing on a brand new gearing that I hadn't run. So. Uh, it was awesome. He, you know, I always had a clean visor. Helmet was always uh, squared away. It was awesome actually having somebody help you here who understands motorcycles, gets racing, understands mechanics. And so uh, thank you again, Mario, for coming out. Uh, it was awesome having a crew chief out here um, for Saturday. Uh, probably make Hayden do it tomorrow. Um, we'll see. He's not as mechanically inclined yet. But uh, thanks to all you guys, and uh, thanks to listen to the uh, Malbehaved Racing Experience. I'll try and do another podcast after I get my uh, Sunday events, and uh, maybe I can get somebody else in here for an interview. But thanks again. Uh, you can find us at uh, Malbehaved at Instagram, Malbehaved Racing Experience on Facebook, uh, also YouTube channel, and if you want to contact us, it's Malbehaved, M-A-L-B-H-V-D at gmail.com. Thank you very much.